Welcome back. How we look at Bill Michael's show. We are uh, broadcasting live here in Sturgis, South Dakota. And uh, it doesn't get much more beautiful than where we're at right now. I mean, there's a lot. I'll tell you this. You get a chance to travel across the country and you do it via vehicle, RV, whatever. Um, man, it's just some of the things you get a chance to see. It's I've always, as much as flying has its privileges and benefits, sometimes you just need to jump in the car and you need to go kind of look at our country. Oh, just beautiful out this way. Although I will say, so Ben, when you think of, you know, traveling through South Dakota and Wyoming and such, you think of like the cowboy life, right? Yeah. I don't know if I think of much of anything. I kind of just picture ben, to, you, large, long, open fields that never end. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. But as we were watching when we were driving out here, Kristen and I were talking, and uh, she said, you know, I just want to see some cowboys, you know, just like because you, you just see rolling fields and, and the badlands and the Black Hills and the Buttes, and then you get into the red clay, and then you can see, you know, if you go through the the thought process of, you know, how the earth was covered with water and you can see the different levels. Uh, like somebody just drew a line across all of these cliffs, you know. You can just see it, and you, like when you, you ever visited the Grand Canyon. So you think about the old days, you know. So you'll be – some of these ranches butt up against the highways, and you'll see these little shacks where the ranchers, you know, and the helping hands used to stay – when the cattle were on the back portion of the property or what have you. You know, anyway, so I digress. So she said, you know, I just want to see some cowboys, like, you know, roping and riding and, you know, herding the, the cattle and such. And uh, so we're come, we come over this hill just as we're coming into South Dakota, and there's this huge field, and there's just cows, cattle everywhere. I mean, everywhere. They just dot the countryside. And you look over in the day, and you're like, what is that? And sure enough, here comes the Cowboys. They're wearing the Cowboy hats and the whole thing. And you can see the herd. They're all running, and they're being herded in one direction. These guys are on four-by-fours. They don't, they don't do it on, on horses anymore. They do it on four-by-fours. They, even they have gotten modern, you know. They're, they're doing it via the four-by-four, and the cattle are running. And these guys are just kind of yee-hawing around the, around the ranch, I guess. But they're just revving their engines to scare the cattle. It's not like the, the day when you're kind of kicking them aside, so to speak, with a horse. And it's uh, Anyway. But then again, my, my first thought in today's day and age, as unfortunate as that is, I thought, I wonder if these guys now have a higher expense, whether it costs more to feed a horse or pay, pay for gas. What costs more? You know? So that, that was my first thought, unfortunately, I did, guess. Did the Cowboys anyway. have any trouble with, you know, managing their time around the cattle? Uh, that they probably did. They prematurely, uh, you know, spiked the hay, and uh, therefore they were penalized because uh, as time wound out, they uh, they then didn't find themselves uh, going to market very highly acclaimed. Is that a good scenario? I think so. Uh, also, speaking of cattle, <laughs> quickly, have you ever played or heard of the cow game when you're driving? No. What is the cow game? I doubted it. Uh, so you're driving on a on a highway or a small road around, you know, farmland okay. with a lot of cows. Every time you see a big herd, you roll down the window, or if you're in a motorcycle, you just turn and you yell, hey, cow, at the large group of cattle. The number of cows okay. that look back at you, you get points. And then 
at the end of the ride, whoever has more points wins. Are you freaking kidding me? Ben, you are like an artichoke. I peel away one astounding layer after the other and still find more inside. That's fantastic. I never heard of that. Uh, and now I'm not going to be able to drive past cows without thinking of that. Oh, it's fun. Fortunately or unfortunately. Okay. Well, here's the thing is cows in Vermont have better hearing than the cows here in Wisconsin from what I've found. Uh, that's what I've heard. You know, they, they test them quite annually just to see. Uh, but my parents had to do something to get me to shut up in a long car ride, and that was the way. Ah. It's not necessarily the cow game. It's called the get Ben to shut up game. Yeah, or that's, that's everyone listening okay. who has a 10- to 12-year-old child that maybe talks too much in the car, tell them the game. There you go. Hey, cow. <laughs> it's okay. Ben is a cow whisperer. The thing is, you have like a deep, you know, you have a big voice. I feel like you'd be quite good at it. I got a resonation it. to it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I, when I was a kid, my dad, I shouldn't even tell you this story. My dad would, now the windows weren't open. My dad was a gunnery sergeant in the army. So my dad, this was before earplugs, had kind of lost his hearing. So my dad was always very loud. Very, very well heard, we'll say. So he would speak very loud. My dad, as we would drive cross country, or even out to visit my grandparents who lived in the country, my dad with the windows up would, would for whatever reason, think the cows could hear him. And as we would drive past them, he would yell, moo cow, and scare the hell out of me. <laughs> and I would say all the time, dad, your window's up. And he'd go, wow, I think they could hear me. Just, he was playing the game. He was trying to teach you how to get better. Oh, God. Moo cow. Okay. There we go. Oh, my God. We have gone down a, a rabbit hole uh, without a doubt. Uh, let's do this. Uh, Jordan Love, uh, for all intents and purposes, many people feel that uh, he has gotten better, Mike Clemens included. Uh, whether or not he's a bona fide starter for the National Football League yet, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see how – I want to see him make some key throws with good timing in, in preseason and look much – I'm not talking a little. I'm talking much better than what we saw last season. Uh, meanwhile, Jordan Love had a chance to meet with the media, take a listen to what he had to say. You said probably not, but then Coach Thor said, it, you know, maybe one of his best three years today was asked, are you having your best camp? Can you confirm that you were having your best camp? What is click for you? Has it been Tom Clements, or what do you credit most to the strides you've already made nine days into this camp this year? Uh, I think more advanced with the offense and what I know um, this year compared to last year's. Um, getting those reps. Um, the more I'm getting more reps, I'm getting more comfortable in uh, playing and playing fast. And I think it's just it's kind of all coming together right now. Friday night, you dropped a, a dime to Samori while getting hit pretty hard by, by Devontae. I mean, to stand in there and take the pressure like that, is that an evolution in your game, or is, is that something you're more comfortable in the pocket taking the shot and delivering it where it needs to be? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll have to see um, how comfortable I am in you know, a live game when I'm actually getting hit. It'll be a little bit different, but, uh, yeah, I think that's something that you know I try to focus on. Um, coming off last year, I had a couple plays where you know, I wish I would have thrown a better ball under pressure. Um, yeah, I just think I've been taking these moments just to try and stay in the pocket and be able to deliver those throws and focus on the throws, but obviously it'll be a little different when you're live. 
This offseason, did you feel a sense of urgency that you needed to take strides, your three in your game, that you wanted? Like, were you extra motivated this offseason to really, you know, prove some doubters wrong that you could be a quarterback in this league? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I definitely have uh, a little extra motivation this camp. Um, just, you know, taking these reps right now. I know this is, you know, kind of my time that uh, I get a lot of reps and, you know, preseason coming up. So I'm just trying to make the most of it, um, take these reps and just uh, use it to my advantage and uh, go and have fun in preseason. Because this is your time to get those reps in, are you treating this week now like a game week, like the mindset you had during the regular season? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like I try and treat the preseason games, you know, like a game week. Um, and still, we're kind of on a camp schedule, so it's a little bit different. But, uh yeah, no, I, I try and treat it like a game. Jordan, when you when you watched the film from family night, what did you like best about what you saw yourself, and, and maybe what did you see that you didn't like so much? Yeah, um, I think uh, one thing I like is. You know, my drops were, were, were smooth. I wasn't rushing um, anything. I think my pocket movement was uh, pretty good. Um, and another thing is just, you know, trying to stay in the pocket. You know, there was a couple times I, I got out of there when I might not have needed to. Um, so that's one thing I'm trying to work on, just continue to keep that base and be able to move through progressions, um, find those open guys. But, uh, you know, there's a couple throws that, you know, were a little, I had one to Tyler Davis across the middle that was behind him. Um, just my feet were, were off. I, you know, came back too far across, reset it back. Um, and just things that, you know, it's little details that, you know, I just need to lock in and, you know, be able to complete those throws. Speaking what about of all the good stuff? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, what you take away from the film on the good stuff? Yeah, no, I think the good stuff was good. Um, like I said, my feet, I, I think my feet um, are getting a lot more smooth than my drops. Um, you know, just getting to the top, not rushing it. Um, and also just I feel like I'm throwing the ball at a high level right now, you know, putting the ball where it needs to be um, and letting those guys go make plays. Roger? One time in family night, a couple times in practice, some read option plays. How comfortable do you feel in that? And we haven't really seen that in much of the offense the past two years, but mm-hmm. that obviously goes back to your time at Utah State. Yeah, no, I think I feel really comfortable. I mean, we did a lot of that at Utah State. Mostly all of our runs were zone reads, so I feel pretty comfortable in that world. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't have too many plays like that, but when you get those ones, it's fun. So there you go. That's uh, Jordan Love. No, Jordan Love, I, I look at it this way. Um of course he's going to feel good in camp. He knows he's got some throws that he needs to make. He knows there were some situations last year that he didn't pull the trigger in the right timing. Um, he said, look, he says and does all the right things in regards to his preparation for the season. I, I don't have a problem with Jordan Love in that aspect. I just, again, I go back to raw talent. You, you see it. You either have it or you don't. You either have the mentality or you don't. You either have the, – the difference between being good and being great and then being a Hall of Famer and a transcendent figure is a, is a world apart. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the National Football League right now. There's a lot of good quarterbacks just because it takes you being good enough or great enough in college to even get there, to get the recognition. So you, you're, you've already achieved something in your own right. But all I'm looking for is, can he then, does the mental aspect of playing quarterback in the National Football League open up? Does now all the tumblers click into place, and now you can open that lock and say, okay, now I get it, I see it. Because that's where it really comes into play. 
Once once the game slows down, once you see it, once you have that ability to communicate with your mind, look at a guy, know where a guy's going to be, know where your guy's going to be, where they're going to be, what they're thinking, can read the defense, know where the pressures are coming. That's when you get it. Do I think he has a physical, physically good ability? Yeah, he, he's not great, but yeah. You know, I, this whole thing about big, strong arm, who cares? I got a big, strong arm. Who cares? I can throw a ball 50 yards. No big deal. I can throw it on a dime. Who cares? I'm not an NFL player. Never will be. So all that descriptive, descriptive crap, that's that's fluff. So I'm just waiting to see if, if, if Jordan Love is able to take it to the next level because I think that's what we're all waiting on. And I think that's what the Packers are waiting on as to whether or not to, to know what next year holds. As much as this year is about this year, we're all waiting to know what this year holds, which is why I keep saying you better cherish this season. Big time. You better cherish this season. No doubt. Big time. Um, the uh, Oh, here you go. So I heard this this morning. You guys were talking about this, Ben. So what – so you're saying, what do you have more faith in, Jordan Love or Graham Mertz? Just or who has the biggest who who has the biggest uh, season? We'll say it's just instant gut feel because they're in a different point in their careers, and obviously will play right. a different amount this season. But do you have more confidence in Jordan Love being a legit quarterback in the NFL or Graham Mertz taking a step and being great in college? I think I said Jordan Love for the record. If if I had to take a gut reaction, I probably agree with you. I think who needs who needs to be more is obviously Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz has you you talk who has more pressure on them? Graham Mertz might even be a better question because while Graham Mertz is a starter, Jordan Love has has got to show whether or not. He's the real deal. He's only going to get, barring injury to Aaron Rodgers, he's only going to get so much of an opportunity. So while Graham Mertz has an entire season to emerge and shine, Jordan Love has three preseason games, and that's it. Right? Yeah. I think Jordan Jordan Love probably has more pressure on him to show his wares. Mertz, in a way, is kind of playing for a future job as well, though. Because if he has another bad season, it's very unlikely right. he'll start another season after that, let alone the NFL. I, Yeah, the NFL at this point for Graham Mertz is like not even just stop. Don't don't you can't even think about that at this point. You've done nothing that's going to tell anybody. Yeah, you're ready to go to the GoPro. You're to see the ability. You don't need to look any further than that game between the Badgers and Notre Dame at Soldier Field on that rollout to the right in which he had an open receiver, open receiver, open receiver, open receiver, open receiver, open receiver, and then decided to throw it in front of the receiver after the receiver had already run out of bounds. You don't need to go any further than that rollout as to say, what in the hell were you thinking? What in your mind told you you couldn't throw that football? So that's when I go back to what Paul Chris said about confidence out of Graham Mertz. Just let your instinct go. 
and start start playing the way you did when you first got here. Then again, sometimes, you know what? You get into a system, you're trying to be so perfect because you do have pressure on you, and you tend to run in quicksand, as they say. You get so bogged down with trying to be perfect, you kind of forget what got you there. So I, But I believe Graham Mertz has a lot of pressure on him, yes, but he's got an entire season to prove it, where Jordan Love has three preseason games, and that's pretty much it. And if he doesn't, he can do everything he wants in a pair of shorts, uh, a shirt, and a helmet. He can he can look like Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana. All these guys rolled into one. But if he can't do it in a in a preseason game, who cares? Doesn't matter. You got to go out and shine at some point. Graham Mertz the same though. I will say that. Let's do this. We're going to take uh, take a quick break. Before we do though, I want you to take a listen to this. Robert Tanyan had this to say recently. What was this on the, the uh, Barstool podcast, Ben? Yeah, it's a podcast with uh, Taylor Lewan, a tackle for mm-hmm. the Titans and former NFL player Will Compton. So take a listen to what Robert Tanyan had to say. We'll react when we come back. On that team, we have a great locker room. We have great chemistry. You know, we've been to the NFC Championship three times, like, what do we really need to break through that last like wall to get to the Super Bowl? And I think it's just like the consistency of staying ourselves like for a longer period of time. Cause like we come out hot, you know, we win those close games, yada, yada. And then we get like towards the end of the season and we're just like, man, f- this like, but like we're a 13 and three, 14 and three football team. Like that's our identity. Like we're a winning football program. Like, why do we get like down on ourselves like as like time progresses or like the weight of the season gets on us? Like that's not us. So me like sitting back and like noticing that last year, like when I was hurt, I stayed there the whole time. Rehabbed in Green Bay, did my surgery in Green Bay. I got to see that. What was hard was like we stopped being ourselves later on in the season. So I think just like the consistency of being ourselves and like staying true to us for a longer period of time, I think that is where, like, is going to take the next step. That's an incredibly insightful comment. I want to talk about it when we come back. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live out here in uh, Sturgis, South Dakota. Speaking of Sturgis, a lot of riding going on. But coming up, uh, and I'm going to be honored to take the stage coming up here Thursday night. Uh, they're going to have thousands here for uh, Jackal's 30th anniversary show. But coming up on Thursday night, I get a chance to go on stage and talk about uh, Fisher House, Wisconsin. And uh, we're going to talk about our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 4th. We can't do it without you. We are really into a heavy push now to get pre-registration going and to get it uh, the numbers up. We're looking to break 800 bikes this year. So if you can come out and join us, please get signed up. Go to fisherhousewi.org. And then go to the events page, fisherhousewi.org. Go to the events page, get pre-registered, get signed up. And it's going to be Sunday, September 4th, our 15th anniversary ride. Sunday, September 4th. It's brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Also, our great friends now at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Bud Light's been with us all 15 years, thanks to them. MKE Brewing. Also, Growth Law. Go to Growth Law, G-R-O-T-H, law.com growthlaw.com also our friends at great lakes Dragaway who came on this year which is a great place down in union grove and they do some really fun things down there not only for families and racers but just in general they do a lot of great stuff and also uh, our friends at buzzard billies 
which is a, a restaurant out in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Passed by that way uh, when we were driving out here to South Dakota. They came on board this year. A lot of riders come from the western portion of the state to join us. Please support Buzzard Billies out there in La Crosse. And then our friends at Kane & Kane, K-O-E-H-N, Kane & Kane Jewelers. And follow them. Uh, they have a Buy Like a Guy segment uh, when it comes to jewelry. Uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. Buy Like a Guy. Follow that. They do a lot of really cool stuff there. Buy Like a Guy. Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend. And uh, guys and girls, if you're looking to get engaged, if you're looking for anything special, that is by far the place to go. It's worth the drive. Trust me, it's worth the drive. Andy Kane is such a good guy. So stop in and support them as well. But please help us support those who have signed on the dotted line and said, lay your head on the pillow at night. We got this. That's the least we can do. Sunday, September 4th, it's the 15th annual poker run benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continue on. Hey, if you're heading to the uh, Wisconsin State Fair, don't forget uh, you got Zach Williams on the main stage tonight. And uh, he's the Herman's Hermits. I don't even know how, how old Peter Noonan is anymore. Because the picture they use never changes, but they got to be old. Got to be. So that's on the uh, Bank 5-9 stage. Uh, beyond that, though, they've got DJ King James and Friends. They're cranking out tunes via DJ-wise tonight at the Budweiser Pavilion. Kind of a, a house party tonight going on there so if you're heading out to uh, the wisconsin state fair stop by and tell them all we said hi and uh, we miss them love them but uh, enjoying ourselves out here in sturgis south dakota robert tanyan had this to say about the green bay packers as the season rolls on and then you get towards the postseason this is what he had to say take a listen again on that team we have a great locker room we have great chemistry you know we've been to the nfc championship three times like what do we really need to break through that last like wall to get to the Super Bowl? And I think it's just like the consistency of staying ourselves like for a longer period of time. Cause like we come out hot, you know, we win those close games, yada, yada. And then we get like towards the end of the season and we're just like, man, f this like, but like we're a 13 and three, 14 and three football team. Like that's our identity. Like we're a winning football program. Like, why do we get, like, down on ourselves, like, as, like, time progresses or, like, the weight of the season gets on us? Like, that's not us. So me, like, sitting back and, like, noticing that last year, like, when I was hurt, I stayed there the whole time. Rehabbed in Green Bay, did my surgery in Green Bay. I got to see that. What was hard was, like, we stopped being ourselves later on in the season. So I think just, like, the consistency of being ourselves and, like, staying true to us for a longer period of time, I think that is where, like, is going to take the next step. That's what Robert Tanyan had to say about this team going to three NFC Championship games and ultimately failing. We win throughout the season. We've got this winner's mentality. We're loose. Things are happening. And then as the postseason gets here, we we get outside of who we are. Uh, we That is as succinct as you can possibly say it. That's kind of what we've talked about without saying it in that, that plain fashion is 
the, the, the Packers are an incredible football team. They play loose. They play winning football. They're a winning football team. They're a 13-3, and 14-3, and 13-4 football team. And then they crap to bed when they get to the postseason. Some will say you get to the limelight, you tighten up. The, the bigger the game, the tighter you get. You get outside of who you are. How do you get past that? You would assume, you would assume that that, that lies on the quarterback's shoulders. Now, I hate to put it all on, on Aaron Rodgers, but we've seen Aaron Rodgers tighten up. We've seen the last two years when it's mattered the most. And again, I go back to last po- last postseason. Last postseason, you watched incredible football. Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford gunning back and forth. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen back and forth. What a game. Derek Carr, Joe Burrow back and forth. Incredible. Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo. You'd, you'd, you'd rather watch something on the Nature Channel. It, it just it never materialized. When you need your guy to stand up the most and the biggest and to, and to throw the team and energy and mentality on his shoulders, that's Rodgers. You can talk about defensive prowess and getting stops and getting off the field and creating the energy and badass mentality, but I, I'm sorry. What Robert Tanyan said right there, as a team, it's incredibly telling. 100%, I agree. But when you think about it, deep down, how many times have you seen a team defensively led, that's one thing. Get a couple of big stops, that's great. But if the offense does nothing with it, it, you talk about just letting the air out of a balloon. It's awful. So, and I'm not saying he's saying it's Rodgers' fault. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is he's right. He's right. We've seen this team, quote, tighten up, you know. Whatever adjective you want to throw behind it, we've seen it. it it's, it's really good insight from Robert Tanya. We can get your thoughts on it if you want, but I really like what he had. It's very frank. When, you, when he says we got the mentality of F that, I, I, I think we had to step back and go, wait, what? Ben, when you heard that, what was your reaction? Mm, it was similar that I, he's definitely right. I often, as I listen to it again, kind of get lost in the thought. Like he said what we are all thinking, but I like 30 seconds in, I always just stop to try to think about what he's actually saying, if that makes right. sense. But yeah, no, it's I, I mean, he's right. I think part of that has to do with uh, the whole run defense thing. Or last year, like that Ravens game and the Browns game, which were both wins, but wins against teams in subpar situations. I think he was mm-hmm. directly referring to the air kind of getting knocked out of the sails with those teams running on them. Like the little things, even in the wins, that kind of led to that point. Right. Yeah. Just as he said, down the stretch, we just, you know, are like F that. Also, it'd be great if podcasts could also adhere to FCC rules and regulations so we don't have to bleep out words anymore. <laughs> Save me a lot of work. But I love the spirit. 
I love the spirit of it because it's very frank, it's very honest. But yeah, Robert Tanyan just being being open about kind of the mentality of the Green Bay Packers down the stretch and what they've endured over the last few years. I, I just I found it very very telling. I guess you know. I, I just I, I thought it was really solid. Um, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. Uh, Alan Lazard got uh, his conversation with the media as well because he's trying to fill some pretty big shoes. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we're broadcasting live we're in Sturgis South Dakota glad to have you on board today and uh, today is the day yeah we went out and did a lot of riding on Saturday Saturday night went downtown uh, we're gone all day yesterday we were down at uh, Devil's Tower which is about an hour and a half's ride from here and then after that we went to Deadwood and had dinner last night at a new brew pub down there but tonight Tonight is the take-it-easy night. Tonight, I think we're just going to go into town for a little bit, come back, but uh, doing some grilling with some of our friends uh, from Robert's Specialty Meats. Brought some steaks along, some hot Italians along, and that's tonight. And some of the stuff that they make in the deli, as a matter of fact. And I encourage you to do the same. Go to Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com for all that they have to offer. Really, really good stuff. And tonight is just a sit-under-the-awning, Probably smoke a cigar, grill out, have that smell wafting all throughout the campsite, people's mouth watering, coming by. What is that? Roberts. Go to Roberts Special Meets Waukesha. Good stuff from them. So here's some news. In a meeting with the Nets owner, Kevin Durant basically said, look, it's the GM and the coach or me. That's kind of it. From Sharm Sharmina. From uh, Sharm Sharnia. Um, is there anybody, Ben, is there anybody Kevin Durant gets along with? Uh, well, the easy answer is no. I think the harder answer is, is there anybody that can stand Kyrie Irving? Well, that too. But I mean, he, he, cause Steve Nash is about the easiest going guy there is. And I think he's been for the most part, a pretty good coach too. Right. There also might be one more elephant in that Brooklyn room that was not included yeah. in the tweet. Ben Simmons is there. And they brought in Ben Simmons, that albatross. So, but but Kevin Durant wanted to get out from underneath the Russell Westbrook thumb, got out of OKC, had to go to uh to golden state where he won a championship and that was going to be great but then yeah he wasn't the man and he wanted the ball and he felt that they forced him to come back too soon and steve kerr was just he was he was mean to me he made me play when i didn't want to play and i had to play and so get me out of here go to brooklyn we're going to set up this this great trio and 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 oh i I, know i i want out of here it's is kevin durant one of because there's been a lot of them, one of the most petulant stars of all time. Now think about that for a minute. There's been a lot of them. One of the most petulant stars of all time. Wants to win, but wants to win on his terms with his guys, and 
uh, you, you know, it, Kevin Durant is considered one of the best. There's no doubt about it. He's got an unbelievable amount of talent, but just doesn't. It, it goes into a situation after a couple of years, he wants out. It's like four, it's like the four-year rule for LeBron. Go in, give it your all, take a shot at winning a championship, do it LeBron's way, give him everything he wants. If it doesn't work out, he wants to get out. Now, I will say that he's loving the L.A. lifestyle. So he doesn't want to leave L.A. He wants L.A. to embrace him and do it his way, which he's pretty much gotten for the most part. So he doesn't want to sell another home. So he's not going anywhere. But, uh, but yeah, you've got Kevin Durant now saying, yeah, I, 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 you need to make a decision. It's either going to be my team or their team. And if it's not my team, I want to get out. So Kevin Durant throwing down the, uh, throwing down the gauntlet today. There you have it. Um. What else do we have here for you? Oh, I got some emails I want to get to. I, I just haven't gotten to many today, so I, I want to get to a couple of them. Um, so our buddy Steve chimed in a little bit earlier, and uh, he said, Hey, uh, good day, Bill. I hope you're enjoying Sturgis. As far as the Brewers are concerned, you could see it in everyone's eyes from council on down that they were upset about the trades last week. Uh, the lackadaisical field this past weekend was horrible. The new pitchers. They brought in so far mediocre to bad at best. Josh Hader trade will forever be remembered as the start of the rebuild instead of going all in. So close, but so frustrating. Now, I'm going to stop there. Do we believe that this is the start of the rebuild? Do we do, do we dare use the R word in reference to the Milwaukee Brewers with still Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta sitting there? Contracts awaiting? Christian Yelich making all the money. Do we dare go there? So I'll, I'll, I'll continue. As far as the family night is concerned, there is hope for the, the new look defense. Quay Walker has something that you can't coach, and that's just pure speed. He is sideline to sideline, working uh, working all the time. He's a wrecking ball. Yes, Jordan Love looks improved, but it's still a far cry from what the Packers thought he would be. You hope that he continues to improve and increase the, his trade value. I really can't see him being the successor to Aaron Rodgers. Live action this Friday is going to be fun to watch as the defense will then be unleashed. Have a great uh, week. That's our buddy Stephen Rothschild, so, or Stephen uh, Richfield. So, I, you know, obviously you're going to play the rookies because you need to get the rookies up to speed. I wonder how much of the starters they're go- going to play, if at all, uh, this coming week, uh, this coming Friday night in San Francisco. I know they're on a kind of a game day schedule now. This week when it comes to practice and such, we heard from Mike Clemens a little bit earlier. But going back to what you said about the Brewers, I want to get back into that for a minute. Do you believe, because this is big, if, if, if that's the mentality that the Brewers are now in the midst of, or at least the the this trade is, quote, the start of the rebuild? Ben, do you think the Brewers are? Is, this is the start of the rebuild because pitcher after pitcher that they can't afford, or at least the the perception is they can't afford, are going to be leaving. That this is the start of the rebuild because no. they're going for prospects for all stars. I don't, unless we see that with one of the starters. If one of those moves happen, then yeah. But no, no. I mean, they'll still be competitive. I just think the wind has been knocked out of the sails of this year. We'll come back next year, and you know they'll make a move or two, and we'll talk ourselves back into it. I've got one more belief. Well, I shouldn't say a belief. I've got one more hypothetical to ask before we get out of here today. And I want to see, and, and I'll leave you with this, and then maybe we can expound upon it come tomorrow. 
But I got one more hypothetical when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers and what possibly, what possibly could have gone on in that front office as trade deadline approached. So I, I bear with me. I got one more compelling question. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll wrap things up. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held practice indoors Sunday after Friday's family night in front of 50,000 fans here at Lambeau Field. Head coach Matt LaFleur says it became clear to him after Friday night that some of his players are still not in good physical condition. That's just part about being a professional. There are some guys where they need to be, and then there's a few guys that aren't. If you're not getting the work in that you need to in practice to get in football shape, then you got to do some extra on your own, and our strength staff is is monitoring those guys pretty closely and you'll probably see some of those guys working after practice a little bit more. Now despite not having a lot of time to throw quarterback Jordan Love has shown improvement as he begins his third year Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard I think Jordan's played his best football that I've seen since the first day of camp his demeanor, his confidence his throwing ability, I think he's definitely taken a, a huge step from where he's been in the past and I think you know the next challenge for him is to be able to translate in the game. The Packers got several players back on the field this weekend. Wide receiver Malik Taylor was back yesterday. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury. Safety Darnell Savage had a hamstring problem on family night but says it's not serious. And former Raiders defensive back Keyshawn Nixon, who suffered a groin injury, was taken off the non-football injury list and had his first practice of camp. I asked, what do the defensive guys do when they go over to Kenny Clark's house after the team dinner? Watch film, play the game. Uh... I'm 0-2 right now at Kenny's house, Madden, kind of awful, so getting better. Is he that good? No, Kenny's awful too, but I'm just more awful. <laughs> That's Packers defensive back is Sean Nixon. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. show we continue on we are glad you're with us final segment of the program before we get out of here today and uh, thanks to the staff and management here at uh, pappy hole pappy hole hoyle campground and i say it uh, i screw it up every time and i know better but uh, i still screw it up so my apologies but uh thanks to uh, jesse and sterling and everybody here and penny who have helped us out and been so cordial to us. So thanks so much. We're here again uh, tomorrow and on Wednesday as well. So uh, tomorrow, I believe, tomorrow and Wednesday, I think we're poolside, which uh, might not be a bad way to go. I might do it from in the pool, uh, only for the fact that it's going to be in the 90s uh, beginning tomorrow, and it's going to be close to 100 on Wednesday and Thursday. So uh, the heat, you can feel it already. I mean, the wind is blowing in from the south, and you can feel it already. So it is uh, going to be uh, quite the situation coming up. Uh, tomorrow. So anyway, that being said, so I, I, I got a question here and we were sitting here, Ben, during the uh, just before we went to break. And, and I, I bring this up because there's this this other premise regarding the Milwaukee Brewers that they would never, ever say. But this might be the most sensible. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? This conspiracy theory here? I think so. Okay. Do you think it's possible, plausible, conceivable 
that the Brewers, as we watched this season unfold, they're in first place in the National League Central. We know that. They've been playing some pretty good baseball. But we know it's almost because, and I don't want to take, if, if any Brewer player is listening, I don't want to take anything away from them. They've, you can only win on the schedule you're given, and they've done that. But what we've seen is that they have a lot more fallibility than some of the elite teams, such as the Yankees and the Dodgers, okay? So when you preach to your guys, we're going for it, we're going for it, we're going for it, you try to do everything you can to go for it. But in the back of your mind, if you're in that front office, you're going, we're not the Dodgers and we're not the Yankees. And as it stands on its face, we're not, we're not, unless there's mass injury, we're not going to the World Series. So what are we doing? Do we add a bunch of payroll just to get to the postseason again? Do we do this? Or do we start kind of the semi-liquidation of high-dollar assets because eventually we're not going to, we're not going to pay them anyway. So let's look like we're trying to get more in return for not only the now but for the future for a player that's going to be coming up on contract that many people believe we can't afford anyway. But let's keep everybody thinking we're still in it to win it and thus adding depth. We're basically getting two major league players for one plus prospects who could very possibly be here next year because we don't believe we're World Series capable. Even though we're telling everybody that, internally we know we're not the Dodgers. We know we're not the Mets. We know we're not the Braves. We know we're not some of these. We know we're not the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have basically been stubbing their toe for a long time, and eventually the Cardinals are going to wake up like they do in the second half of every season, and they have done. Do you think that that thought, that mentality, went through the head of anybody in that front office and thus the deal was made to trade away Josh Hader? I think that is far too plausible to be a legitimate conspiracy theory. Like, or maybe I think, that's reality. I, I think there could be something legit there. Where I thought you were going to go is Stearns went on and made the move to spite the owner, Mark Adnazio, because he wouldn't put enough resources into the team and to pay them. Where he's like, okay, you don't want to pay guys, fine. You know what? Instead of trading him during the offseason where it could be better, I'll just trade him in the middle of the season to show you that you have to do more. Ooh. Now that's a conspiracy theory. That's a good, we'll expound upon that tomorrow as well. That would that, that would say that there is a a schism in upper management and ownership. And then take it a step further because then you heard the comments of Mark Atanasio who basically said, "I don't know, you got to ask David." We, we got money. I don't know. You got to ask David. It's not about the money. I don't know. You got to ask David. He kind of threw David under the bus. So you spite me, will you? I don't know. Ask David. I gave him all the money. I don't know. People say I meddled too much, so I backed off. Now maybe I should meddle more. I mean, that, that, those comments were very loud. I didn't want to make too much out of them, but if you want to throw that conspiracy theory out there, that's not a that's not too far off the beaten path of the conspiracy theory to say that there could possibly be some things going on. We'll say uh, not the most uh, 
most harmonious situation in the front office of the Milwaukee Brewers. So we'll expound upon that coming up tomorrow. That's good stuff. I like it. Hey, thanks to everybody for being a part of the program. Thanks for watching over on the Bud Light live stream. It's been a beautiful view both uh, today. It'll be that way tomorrow. Hot tomorrow. Mid-90s, up near 100 coming up on uh, Wednesday. But I believe tomorrow we're going to be poolside, which could mean one of two things. Either some really good-looking stuff that makes you say, I want to watch. Or some stuff that makes you say, I, I, I've now gone blind. I, I, I can no longer use my eyes. It's just bad. Thanks to everybody involved with the program. Thanks to our buddy Mike Clements in Green Bay, Tom Oates, Matt Mitchell of the Action Network. Uh, we'll have Jesse James Dupree of the band Jackal on tomorrow as well. Good stuff there. Until we chat again from a hot, sunny, not a cloud in the sky, Sturgis, South Dakota. Time for us to go. Have a going. See you. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.